Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Jeff Brandeis. He is the author of Done Deal, the step-by-step handbook to sell success. Jeff, it's great to have you back. Thank you, Taryn. Great. Thanks for having me back. So let's take a step back. Um, Becoming a Rainmaker, that was geared towards public accountants? Accountants and CPAs, yes. Accountants and CPAs. But this book is strictly about sales or is it kind of in the vein of uh, the accounting world? It's done deals more about just sales in general. It talks about and goes into five steps of a sales process. So if you were actually reading uh, Rainmaker and then you want to go to the next step or you want to go to done deal first and then go to Rainmaker, they really can complement each other very well. Uh, Rainmaker just goes into more detail of actually understanding your prospect of how they buy versus done deal kind of, as I said, goes through each steps of why the sales process should be in every company. Every company should have a documented sales process, no matter what you're selling. Right. So, but Rainmaker specifically was generating sales in the tax world. Rainmaker was geared towards accountants because that was my background. I spent yeah. five years working in accounting firms. And, you know, like we, most people believe and know that, you know, CPA for, CPAs and accountants aren't the most extroverted people. They tend not to be great salespeople. And my, when I moved from accounting into a sales role and went for 25 years in sales, I always still think about accountants because I sold to accountants very most of my career. So the Rainmaker book was my give back to the industry, how they can actually take their style, their personalities, and how they can translate that into becoming more effective salespeople. It's not becoming the used car guy sales type of environment. No offense to used car salesmen at all. And there's great training on used car sales people as well, but it's, it's a lot slower paced. It's, it's more you know, relationship and, but it's not a used car type of high pressure sale. <laughs> right. So, so tell us about your transition from, you know, leaving the accounting world into sales. Cause it is unique. I mean, you don't often hear an accountant becoming a salesperson and, you know, loving it so much and, uh, you know, tell us why and how and, and the genesis of it all. Well, it really just came around by chance, you know, certain things sometimes just come at you at the right time at the right, you're in the right time, right place, right uh, spot. So I was a, what we call a a coordinator for our software company, used to process our tax returns. And I got very friendly with David, who I'm still friendly with today. He's been a mentor and actually my co-author on Rainmaker. 
And he was with that software company and said, hey, Jeff, we have a job here. We're looking for someone like you, Camille, that can answer technical questions, help accountants get what the desired output was for the tax returns. Mm -hmm. Want to come in and, you know, come in for an interview, see where it goes. And, you know, then non-tax season, you'll be out with the sales guys, you know, talking to them about our products and services. And I said, yeah, you know, Dave, you know, I'm the accountant. I'm, you know, not, I'm the introverted guy. So he says, just, just come on in. So I went in, I got the job. I told my wife, obviously, what was going on. And she looked at me and go, really? Jeff, you, you really going to talk to people like that? Because I, I, I really, I was that shy, introverted accountant. I had the three pencils in my, my shirt pocket that, you know, they were blue, red, and a normal one, if I remember them correctly. But when I started the job, it was like a whole new world for me. I really enjoyed being out. I wasn't sitting behind the desk doing tick marks anymore. I was meeting people, doing the presentations, and I had a lot of fun. And I actually had more job offers to go back to public accounting, working in those couple of years. And then I would just work my way back up through the ranks, candidly, through software companies, where, you know, from a sales rep to manager, VP of sales. And, you know, and so it was really a it's been fun. I, I really enjoyed myself and my wife will tell you too. I'm not the same person personality wise that uh, she originally married. <laughs> um, but, but it is interesting. It's just sort of how the whole trajectory of your life changed and you do wonder what, what could have been if you didn't, you know, sort of take that plunge. So Correct. you know, I applaud you though, because it does make sense that now you're selling to the guys who you used to be to say, Hey, I've been in your shoes. Here, you know, this is what, what what was missing for me, and I wish you know this would have existed. That you know, and that's why you need to have what I'm selling, which is the greatest endorsement. So um, right. it makes a lot of sense. Now, since then, have you your business of sales? You've you've expanded into other industries, right? When I was working for the companies, yes, I went into uh, I was in the uh, identity management uh, business. I went to internal audit, uh, software sales, and we also sold other products like practice management. Uh, Time and billing portals were also, you know, for people to access their data, scanning software, uh, legal management software as well. So as I moved my career along and kind of expanded my industry knowledge and, you know, product wise, yeah, I got into other arenas other than just selling to the accountants. Right, which is was really uh, telling because obviously you've written this book and um, it's for all industries, right? I mean, this is kind of, uh, you know, one through one through five steps i guess chap five chapters on um you know how to sell but like you said legal or automotive or tax it kind of you know and with your with your background um you know it, it's good to know that you know you've sold in all these different capacities it's not just tax software correct so taryn no matter what you're selling and i use the analogy of you know simple as 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 a pen you know the, everybody should have a process when they're selling a product or a service. So the five steps that we talk about in done deal is gaining access, because obviously you have to get someone interested in your product, whether it's through marketing or cold call or LinkedIn. Then you got really go through the discover needs stage, understand what they're doing today, what they like about things, what they having troubles with, what their uh, challenges are. So that when you understand what they're doing and what they like, even by the pen, they like a skinny pen, they like fat pen, they like a fine point pen, you know, they want one that clips in, do they have a special pen to sign contracts, you know, all these things that you people can't really 
some people stick my pen and use a pen, but you know, um, some I like better and some I don't. So I don't, you know, I throw away the ones I don't like. But then after you uncover the needs, then you gotta go into your presentation. So what makes your pen better than what the competition is and how does this pen fit the needs that you uncovered or solves the problem that the buyer just told you about. So you do that, then you align, which is making sure that you're in agreement, you understand what pricing is all about or what the pen will do. And then you know, the next step is, hey, making a done deal, you know, sign a contract, making it uh, exchange some funds if that's, you know, or do wires, whatever it is, but basically cult cultivating, cultivating or finishing up that deal and making a quote, done deal. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. C-Suite Radio. So with all your experience having, you know, been, in a, you know, been this, the one being sold to and now and the seller across all these industries, what is the biggest mistake that you found that, you know, people are making in sales? To me, the biggest mistake is salespeople are usually ahead of the buyer in their sales cycle. So that's why most salespeople are not very good at forecasting <laughs> of when that sale is coming in the door because they believe they've done everything that they should have done during the discovery needs or the presentation, but they typically skip a step in the sales process. And that's why most salespeople miss their forecast of when they're going to close that deal mm -hmm. because they skip a step. What's that? They, I'm sorry. What are they skipping? They could be skipping that, you know, person that they're speaking to is not the only decision maker. Maybe they didn't really uncover how many other vendors they might be, the prospect is going to be looking at, or they missed a key need that they never found out or the prospect failed to uncover. So when they're going through their list of questions or things that they, they might skip something, they went through something too fast, the presentation that they did didn't hit the mark, and or again, the right people were not in the room, so there's lots of different things that happen in a sale. And, you know, if it's one person, it's one thing, but when you're trying to sell, you know, a product that's going to impact a company, five employees, 10 or a hundred employees, you know, it, typically more people are going to be involved in that decision-making process. And if you don't have that decision-maker in there, right. you've got to rely upon someone else to be your salesperson and you got to build you know, it's a, it becomes a different sales process yeah. to a certain extent. So how do you troubleshoot that? How do you prevent that, you know, prevent that misstep uh, from happening, so to speak? Well, there's no 100% surefire way yeah. to, to do that. I, mean, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, sorry to interrupt, read the book. <laughs> well, you could read the book. That too. But, yeah. I mean, it, that too. But, you know, I mean, out there, if I, I had that 100% foolproof answer, yeah, I'd be... Uh, <laughs> It'd be very magical for everyone, you know, conceivably. But it's really, you know, asking the right questions, making sure you're uncovering everything that you need to uncover, 
uh, it's building an alignment and trust within that company that you're selling to. Having a, a liaison or uh, someone that's going to actually do your selling for you and making sure that person is prepped as well as if you were in the room, if it becomes that big enough of a sale. And, you know, it's, it's being in contact. It's making sure, you know, I mean, again, you could do everything that you think is right and you think you did everything. And, you know, sometimes obviously things happen, you know, budgets get cut, someone, you know, they have a freeze, they, someone reorganization, there's always things that happen. But, but to me, a no is just, it's another opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I did want to ask you about um, the selling process because how often does the selling process change? I think you had mentioned like every five years. Is that, is that right? That the selling process changes? Yeah. The, the, the selling process to a certain extent can change. I think really also what changes is not so much the five steps. I think it's the technology and, and the under and the things that go into the five steps are constantly changing. I mean, obviously there's new tools today that we're using more than we ever used two years ago or even, you know, even a year ago. I mean, look how Zoom and GoToMeeting has now taken off. And there are still companies out there, quite candidly, that have not trained their sales team on how to sell remotely. And they haven't transitioned to that. And then they look at, you know, why aren't we hitting our numbers? Why aren't we selling what we're selling? Because they haven't taken the steps in, uh, and training their sales team on how to be effective. One of my new lines right now is sales is a perishable. Perishable, got it. So it has, a, it has a shelf life? Yeah, it does. No different, you know, in some ways than the banana. I mean, if you don't eat the banana in a short period of time, it goes stale. If you don't keep your sales skills up and constantly look for new techniques and new styles, and your techniques will get stale quite candidly. And you'll find out you're not making the sales that you were before because there are new techniques, there's new technology, and you're you're you know you're not keeping up to date with what's what's going on. So you need to keep fresh. You need to you know look at what's going on out there from a sales training perspective, a software perspective, and take advantage of it. Don't get stale. Yeah. Um I'm curious because you said the book took you about four and a half years. <laughs> All of what you just said, did you have to kind of go back and rewrite things? I mean, if the technology changed and everything you just said? Yes, I did go, go back in that. I had to, you know, obviously chapter one when you first saw it, I had to go back and rework paragraphs and update it due to the technology changes. Um, but yes, it, it is one of those things that uh, you need to keep fresh on and constantly read, constantly learn and, uh, you know, go to conferences, take sales training classes and, you know, continue to sharpen those skills. Um, there's so much to get to. I mean, prospects, buying process, all these things. Cause I've, I've actually, you know, with a show like this, you read a lot of sales books. Um, I'm curious with your process, you know, my final, my final question to you, Jeff is with so many sales books out there, you know, it's, it's hard to navigate. What do you, you know, what do you bring to the table in this? You know, how is yours different? Because I'd imagine you really researched the landscape and saw there's a lot out there. <laughs> yes, there is a lot out there. A lot of them, you know, focuses on, you know, how to talk to the buyer, how to, you know, uncover those needs, how to do a presentation, how to do specific items. Since I've not really in that corporate environment anymore and I'm working with companies and training them and implementing a sales process for them. What I'm seeing out there right now are companies 
don't have a defined sales process. They think they're doing something, but they're not tracking things. They don't know where, what's bringing revenue in, what's not bringing revenue in. So I think when you look at done deal and you look at five simple steps, it's, it's a simple process. You don't need six figures of investment to implement it or seven figures if you're really going into sophisticated you know, customer relationship management where you want to begin to track your sales. It's, it's a five-step process that if you're a small company or quite candidly a large company, company, you can implement this and it won't take you very long to implement it. Thanks again, Jeff. We'll see you soon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me back. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.